0: Before we have this morning's Dharma talk, I'd like to, first of all, uh, thank you for all of the help you're giving to this community, through participating in the Dharma talks and in the book studies, and uh, as it is meditation. Thank you for creating that part of the Three Jewels, which is very important. Sangha community is very, very important. Most of the world can even continue on a spiritual path. It has some kind of structure or system that holds up a particular usually some kind of a a deity if it's a theistic approach but even if it's non-theistic some kind of authority this is it's true in tibetan buddhism and zen buddhism it's true in everything it's set up an authority and then everybody has to respect that or has to obey that or has to has to has to and so um it is possible to practice without any authority other than your own that's possible is it easy no when you're stuck to that system that means that when you have difficulty or you get in trouble emotionally or some way in your life or in your relationships you uh, go to those areas to try to get some safety or get some reassurance or Look at the promises that show up there, if they do, and quite often they do. So when we're stuck to it, it means that we've we've actually shut down in in favor of just believing in this. We just believe that. So we return to the belief, which is a cover-up. You're covering up what this actually is, the actual truth of what this is. You can see this for yourself. Don't believe me. I'm not asking you to believe. I don't need any followers. Not particularly going anywhere. I, I just want to emphasize that. There are times when the teaching person could become revered in such a way that uh, the guru is so, uh, everything the guru does that I will, everything the guru commands that I will do, which is uh, was something that was repeated by Trungpa Rinpoche which I didn't agree with it when he said it. Though I I felt I was wrong, but I just couldn't. Tried to do it, but I could not. And I feel that this in some situations, especially culturally, centuries ago, this probably was necessary. Because just because the nature of what? Just communication alone. A message that starts here won't get over there until it gets over the mountains. No telephones, no walkie-talkies. So perhaps in earlier times, there needed to be certain structures developed, Otherwise, there wouldn't even be a Buddha, Dharma teaching. There wouldn't be a teaching that emphasizes looking at the truth yourself rather than believing in somebody, something, some guru, some Buddha, some guy, some woman, some anything. Don't believe in anything. Liberate yourself. You may still find yourself in a situation like this where you're talking to other people, but if you're if you're doing it out of what this is, then you aren't a separate being. It's just that every being you come in contact with, you feel what they're feeling. You don't read their minds. You feel this. So it's very intense, but without feeling what comes, the, the student or the whoever comes in front of you for help, you will help them or respond to them based on your ideas, your preconceptions, your beliefs about what they need or what they don't need or what they should be doing or shouldn't be doing. The only way you can really do this and do it in what I would call an an authentic way, which transcends materialism, because it doesn't have a goal. If it has a goal, then we're talking about relative truth, maybe very high levels of it, but what you're looking for, is already the case. You already are the Buddha. You already are the awakened one. Don't believe that. I'm not asking you to believe that. Just consider that, that you, that when you go to your closet to get out your bathrobe before you go in to take a shower, that this is the Buddha. Not the historical guy, he's gone, he's dead. That body is gone. But what he was pointing at, never left because it never appeared. You, you need to see what does not appear. If it appears, it's relative, it comes and goes. I don't know how much longer this body will be here. Maybe a little while, maybe not a little while. I don't know, don't, don't particularly care about it one way or another. But while I'm here, whatever time I do have left, I'm gonna to point to this and I am going to encourage you to look here. When I say here, I'm saying here, to the teacher, but also look here in this teacher, this person that you are, look where, look here, go to the wall. You set up a very almost, not almost, a very artificial situation. Humans usually don't sit down in a symmetrical posture, hold their back straight, even, even a little bit artificial like this uh, cosmic mudra, and just look for hours on end. If they do, they will eventually see their true nature. Is there a guarantee? No. No guarantee. You may never see your true nature. Causes and conditions may in your particular life, in your particular karma, and your particular particular lack of being free and well favored, or of being free. Free to be here. Well favored in that you're you're not so closed down in your beliefs, your opinions, your fear-based dynamics in your own mindstream. That you just can't even listen to something this like this, or as soon as you hear it, you think, "Well, that can't be." Don't object to anything, don't agree with anything, and don't ignore anything. Those are the three poisons. That have been around for thousands of years. That's that's your that's what you need to work with. And one of the ways we do this is with the teaching person and with the Dharma as it is being taught, as I'm endeavoring to do. Out of what I've been taught, what I've understood from my teachers, and what I see in my own mindstream right now. It's 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 a doing, it's something you actively really do. You bring yourself to the cushion, you bring yourself to the to the wall, you bring yourself back to the teacher, the teaching in the community, over and over and over. These three, and that activity of training your mind in front of a wall is a way. I don't say it's the only way, and there are no guarantees. If there are guarantees, then we're right back to materialism again, guaranteeing that if you do this, this, and this, you will be better, get better. Not so. What what is important there is not so much about feeling better or doing better or being better, although that is part of it, but actually seeing the truth, seeing who you, it's mistaken identity to think that you are a separate person. You are not. Again, well, believe me. Look, see if there's a solid being that is. Any time a f- emotion comes up in your mind stream, find out who's who, who is feeling that, who's who's feeding off from that emotion in order to ha- or in order to propel certain negative kinds of emotions, or for that matter, apparent positive ones, where you're going to do this or do that or do this or do that. Spinning, spinning, samsara, Coney Island of the mind. It just spins and spins. And so, uh, just to comment a little bit there, are, there are belief systems that are necessary there, there, the cultural situation, the milieu in which they arose has dependently arisen. but there's some kind of impulse or wish or desire to see what is what this is ultimately, I don't think dogs and cats are doing that, probably not. Oh, well, I've met a few cats that are suspect. Animals are interesting forms in terms of intelligence and insight. <clears throat> it's like they already know this. They already they are already know this. They already are here. Not particularly d- dwelling on the present moment, but they don't have past and future. They just have this. It is a case of mistaken identity in two directions. One, You think you're somebody who's feeling this or feeling that. It's not the feeling. We keep trying to get rid of the feelings or do something about it or blame somebody for it or change it around in some way. So that we have a better understanding of what the negativity is. The negativity is dependently risen. It just shows up because of countless undiscoverable, untraceable causes. Don't be too concerned about that. See if you can be aware of the identity that you create to meet that so that, the, so that the, the, the ongoing myth of duality is perpetuated and you have somebody you can blame for how you feel or give credit to how you feel, all of that. It's just building that polarity, reifying, restructuring, reaffirming the, that I'm feeling this way, therefore. So we constantly do this to ourselves, to each other. Stop it. How do you stop it? You have to see what you're doing before there's any possibility at all of just not, not, not feeling that. If you look at it without pushing it, without pulling it, and without shutting down passion, aggression, and ignorance, out of order, but that's the same thing. Pulling, pushing, and closing off. You'll begin to be what, aware of what that is. And as long as you do anything with it, you will be aware of what it looks like. But if you don't do anything but just receive it just receive just receive just observe that and receive it receive it right receive it as soon as it gets halfway in we immediately start to say what it is we're receiving or congratulate ourselves for receiving it's very heartbreaking to see that you don't have to do that just feel it go if you need to go to the first noble truth this is not nihilism the Buddha was kind enough to go to give us three more, but the first one is very, very important. Life, we're all alive, is suffering. It is not, suffering comes and goes, it's not, well, there's pleasure. Well, of course there is, but it's such a simple-minded approach to it. The basic difficulty is nerve endings, and they are quite often abraded rather than tickled. And it ends in sickness, aging, and death, as we know from the teaching sickness then we get old can't get around so well and then we pass on i've said this a few times i'll say it again just on the chance there's somebody listening to me if you see what this is you won't know what it is because if you know what it is then we're right back to the relative position of a goal oh finally i'm realized all right I think I, I think I see the fundamental nature of everything now, or I see how we're all not separate. If you're saying that, you just you might as well be stuffing, uh, stuffing dirt up your nose. Just receive it, receive it. You can do this. You practice receiving by practicing shikantaza. I'm, I'm sure there are other ways I practice lots of uh, uh, other ways. I practice tantric practices. I'm not against those. In uh, some cases, those maybe important. But you could start with a sit down, hold still, watch. Sit down, hold still, observe. Sit down, hold still, and just receive whatever shows up in the mind stream without comment. And in this way, you will be able to, over time, be able to do this in your life with the people you meet. You'll stop jabbering all the time, and you will listen. You will smell, taste, touch, hear, see, think very clearly about everything. This doesn't mean that your own negativity will fall by the wayside, and you'll be... uh, totally happy and blissful from now on bliss is not happiness just like you know, compassion is not a feeling if you think it's a feeling I'm not saying there are feelings there in that area where we're trying to help somebody of course there are but fundamental compassion doesn't have a compassionator behind it if it does it's looking for results and if it's looking for results it's not compassion Got this down to 60 seconds, yet? Yeah? No, okay. Yes, sir? Photo bowing. How do we see where the teacher's pointing beyond just believing the conceptual structures? Going? You just do it with your own. You just, you just do it with your own awareness, your own practice. You're a fully ordained monk. You have all kinds of practices you're involved in unless I'm missing what your question is saying, you're already doing it, you just need to keep going. You can make, you can make, as you're going up the proverbial mountain, excuse me, you can ask questions and make comments and so on, but just keep going up that mountain. At some point it won't be a mountain, at some point it won't be anywhere, there won't be any path, there won't be any, if there's still a path, then uh, which yours is shining, so it should be, you should be able to see it. Just keep going until there is any path. And if that doesn't occur, if there's always a path, then continue, continue, continue more.
1: Um, there's a lot of structures in Buddhism. I'm thinking like the five skandhas and the 30 verses, and it seems like we can figure it out. Like they seem so crisp. And I'm, I want to know how to not just use Buddhism as a belief system.
0: How? Um, so I don't think that's happening in our, in our study of those topics, especially the 30 verses. We keep studying it. We look at it. And if you haven't noticed, I I don't step in and tell you how to study this. I say, study it, and I get out of your way. And then you, along with other people who are studying, people have different ways of looking at it. Uh, we have, as everyone knows, we have Chisho who actually knows Sanskrit, the original language language that was written in. So it gives us a little bit of a leg up in there to understanding more deeply what these words were like when they were originally spoken by this uh, uh, amazing uh, Mahasiddha. So it's about studying it. It's As I've said many, and I'm going to say more, it's not about learning it. It's about learning, but not the conventional sense of learning where you rem- memorize everything and take a test. There is an, a person in here. But I can see that if you've gone to a book study and you've studied it and you come out of the book study and you say, I didn't understand, that is understanding. And if you come out of the book study and say, I think I did understand that. better That is understanding. There's no, there's nothing but understanding. There's no conclusion. You will never be tested by me other than looking right here. That might be a test. But every test has to be extremely individual. And it has to be your test, how, how your life, how your relationships, how your teacher, how other Sangha members are testing you all the time, in a sense. But there's no test. This is a very primitive way of educating anyone. I don't know if it'll ever change on the earth. I don't know if the earth will last long enough for it to change. But education is not about memorizing facts, facts and concepts and ideas. Somewhat, we need to do some of that. But it's about our understanding of what this is. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're endeavoring to understand. More, Sir? What do the teachings mean by knowledge, if seeing this looks like not knowing? Transcendental knowledge. There's different kinds. There's a prajna of just knowing how to to, uh, clean and alter. The prajna, that kind of, there's ways of doing that that get extended beyond just finding the right soap and the right cloth. There's a knowledge that goes beyond that. It's, a, it's transcendent knowledge. It's still a, still a knowledge, but it's not the kind you can test. Even though in the past, uh, teachers have used things like uh, uh, the Mondo or the um, or Koan practice, Kung Han practice of asking puzzling questions that defy logic. The answer does just to get a, get us tripped out of that addiction to having things make sense. More? Jeez, I'm like, what's the distinction between that transcendental knowledge and wisdom? Same thing. I mean, you, you could get in there and maybe shift this and this and see a, a nuance that changes over here, over there, but it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Transcendental knowledge is no knowledge. Wisdom is, no, is not knowledge. Because knowledge is a, a, a gathering point uh basically run by the intellect not wrong you need to use that i'm using it now it should be obvious but i don't plan this i come out of the hojo after talking to three monks and already have given uh the talk title and i have no idea what i'm going to say i don't need to know what i'm going to say i don't need to know ahead of time some kind of "Hmm, make sure i say the right thing here occasionally if i feel like it's a teaching or there's certain aspects that I want to make sure I cover those, then I might have a note here, or maybe even my phone sometimes. And but I can't even remember the talk title. I have to check with Junju to see what I said. I, there isn't anything but this. I don't have a past in the future. Not that I can't remember uh, driving down East Avenue in 1959 in a, in a uh, uh, 1955 Mercury with uh, three other guys I was going in the Marine Corps with
1: drinking a beer I was 18 I remember that
0: I remember the first time I met you what what is this what am I tearing up about what is that nothing in particular and everything in general everything is full of suffering suffering is not is not separate from pleasure it just looks like it And we tend to pull them apart and pull them apart and try to pull them apart so we can have the pleasure, get rid of the suffering. It doesn't mean that there's wisdom that the thoughts drop away. It means that they find their proper dependently arisen relationship to consciousness, which is seeing has returned to its own form. It's consciousness only. The body mind can drop away. The consciousness doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't have a location, although we think, well, I'm conscious or I'm thinking or point to our head. In Japan, they point to their nose. As for me, and we, we go, I think, I think we point to our left shoulder, right? Well, as for me, it's not funny why you're laughing. You're not laughing, you're smiling. Further question in that area, pardon my silly humor. another question here sir eric is there any danger in projecting authority onto the method projecting authority over the method onto the method i don't know that i would call it danger but you're you're going to have to do some of that and be aware of it in order to even practice a method i mean uh, especially the just the method of sitting practice Uh, it has to be very very uniquely individual for each person how much some people are able to come in here and just sit and sit and sit. Some people are able to prostrate. And some people are able to uh, just on and on. So I think it's so individual with each person. Whereas in the past, uh, teachers, uh, because uh, of the need to control everything and control everybody, everything from Sotoshu in Japan to the four lineages in Tibet and all of the authority, strong authority structure there with big, big built platforms and wear high hats and everything, just like the Pope wears a really big hat. It's kind of a silly symbol for authority. It's kind of, this is kind of silly too. It's a, this is supposed to represent the robe of the Buddha, but it kind of looks like a bib. So, did I get close to what you're looking for? Or do you have another question around that?
1: Eric, Yes, when you were talking about um, authority given to somebody else, a guru or a teacher, it made me think about how I might do that with the method and how that
0: might kind of trap me and somehow sabotage the method if i draw conclusions well this will work or i believe that i'm doing the right thing i believe this is the right way to practice that could actually be jeopardizing the practice yeah as soon as you when you're practicing as as soon as you build up some kind of momentum behind i'm doing the right thing i'm doing the right thing that can be it can interfere with uh with actual realization because it substitutes, it's a security blanket kind of thing. It's not a security blanket, but it's like the belief re- reinforcing that belief instead of allowing yourself to be in outer space. When I say allowing, just don't make anything of it, just do the practice. Keep it very simple. Return to the wall, return to the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. Uh, do it using these structures, these forms, just a chunk of wood shaped like a person with some gold leaf to say this is valuable. So it's, it's just a way of doing it, a way of taking your body-mind complex as a human form and, and bowing before an understanding that you've sensed from studying it has a lot of power behind it from the point of view of reality. What is reality? What is this? It's not why is this this way, but what is this? That stops us so that we just look at it and so all you really have to do to respond to your question maybe uh, more closely would be just be aware that you're doing that you don't have to change it if you find you're using it so just just watch it don't uh, don't necessarily push it away or eliminate it or try to get rid of something so you can be more more better more yeah. don't, don't improve thank you
2: yeah oh.
0: go, go ahead I'll get the cayenne in a minute go ahead
2: was it the dying? Um, a minute ago, you said you encouraged us to look at the identity we create to meet the negativity. You also frequently say, be the negativity I do. to get rid of. Is being the negativity, how is being the negativity different from creating I or, or identifying with the negativity? I
0: don't know. It's pretty complicated. Isn't it? You're trying to do that? So you bought into my pitch? What I'm saying there is, as near as I can talk about it uh, uh, without making things more difficult, is whatever arises in the mind stream uh, is yours from the point of view of this body-mind complex that shows up in this particular time and space in a on Earth as a human form. So whatever shows up in your body-mind complex needs to be there. It's dependently arisen. But then the, we tend to personalize it. So instead of just this is a, this is moving. Through the mind, this negativity is moving through the mind. We we jump into that and create a story up about, about about who did it, who caused it, why it's happening. Even though it may be correct relatively, even maybe somebody did do something to trigger the difficulty in some way. That fundamentally nobody's responsible for for anything. There there is no this this is a, an incredible illusion that looks like you have a say so in things. You do not. You do not a, a little. But it's it's not very much considering how much you don't have a say so. Uh, the way I often refer people to go look at uh, look at a mirror and say how much say so did you have in this? Other than maybe your how you comb your hair, you're just kind of a, taking care of the what showed up. So receive it. When I say be the negativity, I'm saying be it to some extent, but don't necessarily go in and. Um, push against it so much so that you you're such a terrible person that you're you start to feel ashamed you can't get better but go ahead more
2: value seems like negativity comes up and then there's just a real quick second negativity of not liking that is that where the identity is created
0: yeah, that's where that that separation in the consciousness that shows up as to as somebody who's feeling that way it's in that area just continue to look at it don't particularly manipulate it or come up with a way of stopping that don't stop it don't start it don't ignore it don't do anything with it liberate yourself when I say yourself there isn't anyone to liberate but in another sense there is because of the ego mind uh is uh the or the consciousness actually is if returned to the consciousness that is not separate from anything then the ego mind may still be there it may not be it may just kind of i sometimes refer to it as a clown on the roof it's still around but it doesn't have access to the ceo it doesn't it doesn't have access it's still there it may come and make jokes now and then It'll look funny try to get uh in a power position more
2: around when you say be the negativity or you're not separate from that first thing comes up is is like a fear that i that that is all i am or that it's gonna mm-hmm.
0: just, yes just look it. just look at that that's that's excellent with the without the practice without a strong practice this will just you know your the next thing you'll be doing is going to a a counselor or a psychiatrist or someone or drugging yourself to try to shut that down just receive it you can do it just receive it receive those feelings those emotions without any post-it notes or any any descriptions going with or any elaborations on it just receive it in this raw state I'm going to say it this way and I I don't know if this is going to be helpful but let it let it hurt
1: suffering
3: more. Okay. bowing. I noticed that I tend to contrast the more intellectual aspect with spontaneity or intuition. Does transcendent wisdom also transcend that bowing? Sure. Transcends any any particularity or any movement
0: this way or movement that way or adding in some intellect or using a concept here, or using a structure or changing the way you meditate, or all of that. It goes way beyond all of that. And when I say it goes beyond, doesn't go anywhere. But we have to say something about it, so that's the way it's being talked about.
3: Bowing, yes, sir experientially is is there a, a quality of spontaneity or play in transcendental knowledge i uh, mean
0: uh, spontaneity or play did you say yes everything is everything is very playful but but if there's a, a, a that doesn't that, that doesn't mean that you're going to start making jokes in the middle of of the difficulty you're having or it doesn't mean to to try to be funny or crank things up. But that openness uh, sometimes uh, is, uh, is humor without laughter. Sometimes there's humor there because there's a sense of uh, over, uh, overwhelming sense of presence, just the presence of consciousness without, without content, without source, without beginning, without end. You can't even say it's unending because you, you don't really even see a beginning. It doesn't have a location or locale. Though it may just temporarily. So humor, uh um, I would think we could go into that further if you wanted to say something more about when you use the word humor, what you mean.
3: Kyan Bowing, <clears throat> I I think I, I use the word play, but I I'm just wondering as you sit down to give a talk. It seem it, it is what allows you to give the talk, intuition or spontaneity. Bowie. I think for me,
0: and I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think for me, what makes helps me to do this is a vow, and that vow is to be with all things. If you personalize it, it's the vow to save all beings. Uh, I don't belong to. I, I belong to everybody. I'm not some kind of a of a savior or a sage or any of those fancy words, I'm, but, but what I'm doing here, and why there are some a few people listening to me, is I am talking about what this is. Not what I think it is, not what you think it is, not what anybody, not what the Buddha thinks it is, but what this is. And I want to help you, encourage you to see this yourself. And You may find that you're still practicing Buddhism. You might find that you're teaching Buddhism. But to uh, to come back to your question about play, I would say, yes, there's no, there's no, when I sit down here, I don't, I don't have any standard to live up to. I don't have to give a good Dharma talk. Sometimes I ask somebody afterwards, uh, how was that talk? And usually they say, well, it was, it was, it was all right. It was okay. Can you say that? No. Yeah. It's good. It's pretty good talk. Uh, because I have no idea what I said. I don't have any idea what I'm saying now. It's not that I could not maybe remember some of it. If you tested me, maybe I might remember, remember a couple of things. Cayenne bowing. That's sneeze. Uh-huh. You should just let it all blow out all over everybody.
1: <laughs>
0: these are all washable.
1: <laughs>
0: you would rather sneeze up your armpit and then wash that later. Okay. Gotcha. Okay good but my apologies thank you you that was not humor that was just commentary on non-etiquette
3: <laughs> um how how does returning to a, a form like the vow help us to see space bowing
0: so uh because there there is there's no understanding of the vowel that shows up in the intellect in a way that that takes up any room so therefore since it doesn't take up any room if it takes up room then we see that relative space that it shows up in but if it doesn't take up any room then it is space it's just the spaciousness and so you if you wanted to call it a transition this is when the mind the thinking process uh, makes its incredible transition which is nothing happens at all according to the 16th karmapa uh, from Grasping, rejecting, shutting down, being here, being there, being over there, going over here, wearing this, not wearing, sneezing here, or not, or sneezing into a a dishcloth. You ever done that? Over to just this, just this, incredible spaciousness. So this is the vow, the vow to be with all things. It's too big of a, you can't take that big of a bite. But if you just say it that way and you say it to yourself, I vow, I vow. To be with everything, no matter what shows up in my mind stream, no matter what shows up in front of me in my life, that doesn't mean you're going to let somebody rob you. But by being with all things, you might, you may be, you may just defend yourself. Because you're not afraid of looking wrong, you're not afraid of losing your money, you're not afraid of insulting the thief. Not afraid, you're just here, you're just present, always. It's uh, Trungpa Rinpoche called it authentic presence, there's uh, the authentic presence is present with no past, no future, no goal, no lack of a goal, only the vow, I said that he didn't, I'm saying only the vow. No, Um,
3: No, you, you. When you say. Transition. Is the vow. The vehicle that transports us from mundane operations to the transcendent bowing I would
0: I would say that it's it is a way of changing your allegiance over from a self-centered uh, selfish uh, self-serving person identify with this body mind which gets reinforced by our society by everything by CNN and everything else and our community and the people we know casually even sometimes even Sangha contributes to that so there there is there's a transition but yet nothing happens because if something happens we're right back to going from this relative situation to another one this actually leaves without abandoning anything it leaves the relative because it's just consciousness only and consciousness is everywhere it's in your digestive tract it's in your spine in your fingertips it's in your eyes ears nose tongue body and your mind mind is
1: Consciousness only.
2: Pao Sean Bowing, if we open
4: ourselves to receiving the hurt and and we can get an idea of the identity that thinks it's being
2: hurt, how do we receive the teaching to know how to skillfully respond to the source of that
1: hurt yeah. uh, the skillfulness uh, uh,
0: needs to be uh just come out of of how you function there's no one who's skillful so there's no personhood there there's no credit there's no credential there's no graduate degree for being skillful or upaya is a fancy sanskrit word so that skillful means it's, it's, it's a way of functioning out of your clarity or your wisdom so that you're functioning in a relative area where you're doing something but you're not doing it because this needs to be over there you're you're there's no over there to it. it's just sometimes you will move into something and move things around or say something act in a certain way take a certain body posture and other times you won't you won't move at all or you might move a little bit but you won't know what you're doing If you know what you're doing, we're right back on the track of the self who's getting somewhere, who's trying to make sure they don't make any mistakes, and looks good to others, and looks good in the mirror. More? Thank you. Further questions? Sir? Being the negativity. Is another way to say that? Accepting the negativity? No. No. No, don't accept anything. Don't accept anything, don't reject anything, don't ignore anything. You start accepting things. This comes just, well, people will even say it to each other. I just, uh, I just learned to just accept it. Don't do that. This is what you do when you accept anything. You cover it up. You cover up its true nature and, and opt for that. It's some separate thing from you that you can somehow accept or reject. Ego, ego, ego. Don't accept. Go ahead. Michael Bauer. But isn't rejecting that negativity also a cover-up? Well, that's what he just said. Don't accept, don't reject. Don't do anything with it. If it's there, then you're, you're aware of it. But don't leave the awareness for what you're going to do, what shouldn't happen, what should happen, any position on it whatsoever. And that will probably feel like you don't know what the hell is going on. You're lost in space because the ego mind is, needs the reference points of accepting, rejecting, shutting down in order to continue to, to get the nutrition of otherness, the nutrition of, I'm over here and that's over there. I'm doing really well. I've learned to accept, or I'm not doing so good. I can't do this. I just feel so terrible. I'm never going to get anywhere. Constant uh, reinforcement of the negativity. Reinforcement of the positivity, reinforcement of not looking, belief in something reinforces that.
4: Is it divine, when you are responding
2: to Kaushan, you said you won't necessarily know what you're doing. Yes. Would you still have an intention?
0: Well, my way of saying this is the intention is to, to bow to be with all things, including your own mind stream. If you're trying to be with all things out here and be humanitarian, but you're you're blocking off this because you're using that to get a credential of being a kind, loving, generous person, then it's just a mundane path with a fancy boots. Puss in boots. Just fancy. Looks good. May even be good in some ways. Jan.
2: Jan. I mean,
0: Jan with an E, not A with an A. Go ahead. Thank
2: you. Um, on the cushion, when a strong emotion arises, I think about the concept that you've shared—that I mean—and the reality that you experienced—that we're not separate. And I feel the the feeling actually starts starts to dissipate. This feels like a like a spiritual bypassing kind of situation because it's just a concept for me. I, and I guess my question is: I'm not sure how to work with that concept before I can actually see it.
0: Where, where are you getting this this uh, phrase spiritual by, bypassing i've heard that before and it it stinks oh not that um, you, but that concept stinks
4: it, sometimes
0: spiritual bypassing is a way of bringing in the thinking process to get ahead and to not do something wrong now, i don't know who the teacher was that thought that up 13 years ago or whenever but it's it's not helpful
2: mm-hmm. Now ask okay. now,
0: now ask me what it is you want to know. Let's go well, for it.
2: I will rephrase that, too. Yeah. Basically, I feel like I'm using a concept yes. that I don't experience yet to, to feel some relief, which I do, but it somehow feels disingenuous.
0: Yes. I'm ready to respond. Okay. That's all. Oh, every bit of that is awareness. There's no, there, there's a little bit of judging, but it's not very much because you're aware that you're uh, feels disingenuous. So I would say, don't if you don't do anything with that, that will not last. That will start to come apart, and will, and the parts of that that are seen as <coughs> disingenuous, or the thing you might be uh, bleeding over into spiritual materialism, or trying to manipulate things, or trying to use something you don't understand yet, don't be concerned with it. And when I say don't be concerned continue to do what you're doing, return to the wall, return to the cushion, return to lots of sitting practice, and just let that sit there where it's at. Those are conclusions that you're sharing with me, with all of us. And I would say, just look at them. There's nothing to fix. If we get into that, trying not to be the whole spiritual bypassing idea is just, I don't know, I don't wanna be too harsh. Maybe I'd call it stupid. How's that? That's pretty strong. And, you know, I can say that without even knowing what they mean. There's plenty of room for questions there. How can I comment on something I don't know what it means? Are there further
1: questions? Except that one. Don't ask me that. Prehan Bowing. Do you ever have your uh, mind make sense, finally make sense of what you're seeing?
0: Uh, I, I'm not sure of what you're, what, uh, what you, what it is you want to know. I i am hearing your question. My mind finally makes sense of what I'm seeing.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I'm seeing what? something and I'm not sure what it is. Well, I say I'm, but yeah. I started to meditate the way you instruct. So I was watching my thoughts yes. and my thoughts seem to be very concerned. What is it I'm seeing? I'm seeing something, and I don't know what it is. Let me think about it, and I co- actually can't. And good. there's a am happy
0: to hear that. You're, this is Shikantaza. Yeah, You won't know what it is. And the important thing here, uh, Rehan, is to sit down, hold still, watch what moves. And if anything comes up alongside of the palm tree waving outside your window, or a dog barking in the yard, or someone walking down the hallway behind you, anything, or some memory of something happened yesterday, it just got, just showed up for no apparent uh, uh, reason, uh, just observe, just observe. And when the thoughts come up that uh, you don't know what this is, just, that's fine, just receive that. Don't abandon that you don't know what it is, for trying to figure it out, or or trying to make it make sense. There, there, this We get right into spiritual materialism. It's not that there aren't times when we need to find out what, if something makes sense because we have a, an issue, a problem with, uh, you know, why is the, in our situation, why is our basement flooded with water again after we just did something for it to, to fix it? So we, we found out what that was. So that makes sense. And now we see why that happened. But when it comes to the mind stream, this area in the mind stream, the thinking process, which I'm about to create something in all of your, uh, uh, all of your mindsets. I can just, and I do this often. It's kind of funny, but it's actually true. I mean, I, I'm actually saying, uh, there, there's a, there's a blue squirrel in your mind right now, a blue squirrel with a pink neckband. that has a cow, it has a, has a cu- buckle on it and the buckle's gold. You never can get rid of that. Long after I'm gone, if you're still here, you can remember that pink squirrel. so how do I tell the difference did you hear what I said (laughs) (laughs) I only heard a couple of chuckles (laughs) I mean memory is just consciousness always finds its own form and it's totally delightful and at the same time it's deep deep suffering of others the whole world if you if you receive even a, a zillionth of a percent of the suffering of the world you would just collapse you would fall over you wouldn't be able to stand up As his only 16th 16th Karmapa did uh, way back in the, I think it was in the late 70s, was in Hong Kong, went out on a a balcony and collapsed because of the suffering he sensed uh, in the city of Hong Kong. He could not stand up. He fell over. Because he he didn't realize, this, this gentleman who was very, very open, I met him. I consider him a teacher the 16th colonel Pa who died in 1981 in Chicago or near Chicago. So they, you can't, you can't, you, you aren't going to be able to handle the whole thing if it comes to you uh, uh, as a as a landslide. So just observe, you're doing fine, just continue to sit if you just recently started practicing uh, shikantaza. Good, keep doing that. If I can help you, uh, ask questions. So Jen, uh, Jen, you said something about you Meant spiritual materialism rather than spiritual bypass. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. i it's such a relief. I mean, it's just, <laughs> okay, now no, it's not because spiritual materialism is just to be just be aware of that. You don't have to get rid of spiritual materialism. Just have to be aware that when you're something in consciousness is grasping, just watch the grasping. You don't have to get you don't have to get rid of it or have it do something else. And it will it will just come apart of its own. There will be no one who needs to dismantle anything. More? Jen?
2: Again, Bowing. So in that moment on the cushion, I just watch watch that, that concept arose of I'm not separate. There's no one here to be this angry. And then yeah. watch that it gives me some reprieve. And watch that I criticize that it feels like spiritual materialism. Yes. And just Okay, and that's it. Perfect,
0: perfect. Just do that. You are not going to be able to find a path that, that shows up as a, uh, aha, now I, I think I've got it now. You're not going to be able to do that. It will always seem, from the point of view of logic or reason, it's always going to seem just like a, uh, you know, a pile of vegetables you know, rotting in the sun. It's just going to go this way. It was valuable at one time. Now, this this over here still is still, it's there, and I think I need to keep it, but maybe not. Maybe I'm going too far. Maybe that's spiritual materialism. I mean, so we just get caught in that in that uh, uh, that incredible spinning called samsara of around and around, and I like it, I don't, night and day, night and day, night and day, clear, clear and confusing, clear and confusing, clear and confusing, and we think one is better than the other. And that's what you're, what you are going through in your practice just get back to the cushion and return to the teacher, the teaching and the the community in however you do that and just continue from now on.
1: I have a follow up question that is asking. Earlier you also mentioned uh, being hurt. So my question is when I, this is off cushion, I noticed that I also use conceptual reminders, could be a mantra. Could it be a sense of curiosity? But this is more from my conceptual understanding that don't do anything, just receive. Mm. I'm very aware of that. So my question is, is that necessary for me to have the experiences to be a doormat and losing the wars to be able to receive, especially in the hard situations? Wow
0: don't don't uh I wouldn't use the word dorm, doormat <laughs> uh, that's uh, even though that's sometimes used in teaching the path of the bodhisattva that he she they will just make themselves a, a doormat or just lay down and let everybody else walk over them so sometimes it's taught that way and uh I don't think it's particularly healthy to go into it in that area it might have been valuable a thousand years ago I don't think we have to do that now the idea is to receive as best you can don't go to war if you, if you can, but don't, don't go to war with going to war. So uh, allow yourself, give yourself a little bit of uh, breathing room, so to speak, and, and allow yourself to, uh, get upset. Or, you know, when I'm saying allow, I don't know how else to say it other than that word that even that doesn't work. You'll know, don't, I say, don't do anything unless you have to. And there are times when you, you need to get mad. You need to shake your finger at someone or maybe not. Maybe, maybe you just need to say a few, uh, uh, specific words to that person or that situation or to yourself so we're not trying to necessarily get better improve and be live up to some kind of standard of kindness that will come of its own it won't be a standard it'll it, you'll just be kind because you've the kindness started here not out on trying to be kind to others necessarily that being said there's also practices that talk about being kind to everyone this Holiness Dalai Lama when want to ask about what would characterize his practice, or the practice of Buddhism, and and I think he used that word, kindness. But it might take quite a bit of time to get to that point. So you can't, let's say this, as long as you're returning, return to the wall, and your intention, this is the important part, your intention is to see clearly, your intention is to be kind, be reasonable, we could use some other words there, then you there really there's nothing to correct you just continue it's a path it's a path that keeps changing, getting different, showing up this way, showing up that way until there's no path there's just this eventually there is no path but there's that is not going to show up as no path until uh who knows when even the vowel has a path quality to it but if if you are the vowel then there's no path you're, you're no longer obeying or Returning to the vow, that that has come apart because there there's no one there anymore. There's no person who is practicing. When we start out, we start out as an ego or as a self-centeredness that wants to improve, wants to get better, wants to see the truth. It may be inspired by the, the works of Dogen Zenji or, uh, or Shohaku Okamura or who who any any teacher. And so we we work and we practice. We want to see what this is. And so for a long time, there's a self-centeredness. that's is spiritually materialistic. So that's going to happen for a while. But it comes apart. If you don't do anything with it, don't fix it. We'll get rid of it. It's always about awareness, aware A. Awareness, awareness, awareness. Uh, triple A. Three A's. Isan. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Isan Bali, Um,
4: I I'd like to ask a question about your your statement. How can I comment on something when I don't know what it is? Um, could could you say something about the distinction between what you were pointing at and operating out of a preconception or opinion? Bowing.
0: So I'm, I'm I think I'm following the question, but what what do you want to know? What is it you're you're looking to get more clarity on? As if I as if we can even get there.
4: <laughs> He's bowing. It's it seems as I've been as I reflect on that commenting on something when I don't know, when you don't know what it is, when one doesn't know what it is, seems, it seems distinct from just responding out of a preconception or opinion. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering how that can be helpful in being in the world because we don't know every we don't know about many many things but yet we respond to them
0: we do and that just keeps the, the spinning going so i would say shut up if you really need to say something you, you'll say it but most of the time as so far as you can receive receive it may not feel good it probably won't feel good the impulse to fill up the space with your ideas your concepts your opinions is very powerful And and it is uh, is reinforced by society everywhere, everyone you talk to, especially people who have no mind training at all. And even those with mind training will still take issue with this and argue about that and this based on what, relative stuff. Not that it isn't relatively true, but it, we leave the, the, the spiritual path for some kind of something that's more crunchy, something we can get our teeth into, or we can move this way or move that way, paint red paint blue, change the color from blue to pink. We, we want to control it. So I'm saying you're going to need to do some of that just situationally, but less is better. I'm saying just keep it to a minimum. A little bit, a little bit of a, a little classical word is patience. And uh, another one that's more in line with the, with the Buddha's dharma and the practice of Buddhism is renunciation. It's not like you're giving up something, it's just that you're no longer uh, seduced by something that is actually seducing you. You're no longer going to buy into an emotion that's trying to get you to move here, move there, be upset with her or him. You're just, you're just not interested. You're, you're a little bit more classy than that, should we say. When I say classy, I just mean that you respect people's confusion and you respect your own confusion, you respect your own awakening, you respect their awakening. Not too much in the way of meddling more
4: bye, so I guess I'm wondering if we find, if I find myself commenting on something I don't know anything about, that's when I shut up because I'm aware that I just did that. Is that what you're saying?.
0: Yeah, i'll go along with that what did i just agree with say it what did i agree with
4: just to shut up when i when i'm talking about something i don't know anything about
0: i like the tone of your voice there
4: <laughs> did i get it right <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, why, why would everybody laugh at that? <laughs> why is that? Because you're not particularly a humorous person, are you? <clears throat> no. You're not a stand-up or a sit-down comic. No. <clears throat> yes, you did. Yeah. Shoto. Shoto Bowling, is there a difference in that example of the, uh, His Holiness the 16th Karma Hall collapsing from seeing that suffering, a difference between that and when we're projecting our unexamined suffering onto others, knowing? So maybe. So I, this is a story I heard about the, about disolieness. Uh, I, I don't know what actually happened, but it resonated with me when I heard it many years ago. So I'm, I'm not sure what it is you want to know about that. Using that as an example, and you're moving into what? Revelling. It, it seems to me that we
1: can think that we're doing that and use it as a um, like a call to arms to go in defense of someone or something, and use. You, you've talked about how we project our unexamined like aggression onto others, and I'm, I'm one wanting to know what the difference between that is and actually receiving suffering that's out there.
0: I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, His loneliness just collapsed. And, and he said, uh, apparently to his, his attendants, his monks that were there, that it was because of the suffering he saw uh, across all of the city of Hong Kong. I don't know if that was elaborated on any further than that. So I'm not sure how you're connecting that to what the suffering that we see, that we're doing what with it? You don't, you're don't. you not seeing what his holiness saw. Are you saying what you think you do see what his holiness saw? what we understand it is by this story which maybe that didn't happen at all maybe somebody made that up or you can clarify that otherwise i'm gonna try to do something with that what is it you want to know say that Say it. Is there a difference between other people's suffering and our projections of other people's suffering? No. Not fundamentally, no no difference. I didn't help at all, did I? Interesting question though. Yes, sir. Did he collapse because of other people's suffering or his own suffering? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I wasn't there. I just heard the story. It meant a lot to me when I heard it. Wulong.
1: Wulong bowing. Can you be clear about something and not know what you're doing?
0: Oh, yes. If you know what you're doing uh, in the conventional sense, then there's a lot of knowing that is in the way of what you're What's actually happening is a commentary on it, a description of it, a judgment of it, an evaluation, doing well here, not doing so well there, I need to tighten this up. Those kinds of things actually cloud the whole situation.
1: Well, Long Bowing, What, what are we clear about in the not knowing what we're doing?
0: We're clear about the confusion.
1: We'll long bowing what might be an example of being clear and not know what you're not knowing what you're doing?
0: A thunderstorm in August
1: which is coming up.
4: Right
2: uh tamaz from Luton UK asks dear teacher last time I am doing Vipassana meditation however when doing silent meditation I feel decompression mind not sure which I need to prioritize Could you advise please
0: well sure I don't know you and not talk to you at least that I don't I don't recall. I'm I'm biased. I'm very biased. So in that sense, I say do, do a practice shikantaza, which is just a fancy word that means sit down, hold still, sit symmetrical. All the senses are open. The attitude is just received, and whatever shows up, you receive. You don't get in the way of anything. Don't add a comment to anything. But if you do, then receive that. If you comment on receiving the comment, then receive that. And it can it can double right up. It can triple and get very cloudy in that area, but just look at it, there's nothing to fix, there's not, there's not a single thing that is incorrect or wrong, you have to see it, you have to see it, and so the Zogchen masters have been teaching this for a long time, Chempa, and as did uh, Trungpa Rinpoche in his own way, and as did Kobin, Kobinchina Roshi, so just different ways of teaching the same thing.
2: Anna yeah, um, asks, how
0: to get rid of anxiety once and for all? Thank you, kind of. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Heads up, everybody. How to get rid of anxiety once and for all. Um, stop separating yourself from it. Trying to be something else. Be the anxiety. Be, be the anxiety. It won't, it won't hurt you. It's just anxiety. Does it suck? Yes. Is it difficult? Yes. Does anxiety feel like it's never going to go away? Yes. That's thinking about the anxiety. But just, if you're just the anxiety, anxiety cannot think. It doesn't think. It's the thinking process that, that when the anxiety comes up, which is dependent on and belongs to no one until you come along and tag your name on it and you claim that. It's just like you're it's like you're going to the post office and there's a bunch of packages for nobody and you claim them. Stop it. It's just like, I'll take that one. You don't need that. You don't need that kind of garbage. Just boxes full of junk. That's dependent origination. Not that some of those things aren't incredibly glistening and valuable and sweet and wonderful and musical. Of course, it's dependent origination. So you're, in a sense, you are kind of depersonalizing this by looking at and see if there's someone who feels that way. that's how you do it you don't just have an artificial separation like has uh, has been attempted in past centuries where people have to be celibate and not eat anything after noon and all this other kind of razzmatazz not wrong culturally that was probably the only thing that could be done at that time within that cultural situation you don't have to do that you don't have to become a monk but if you're if you're on this path you have to sit a lot and so coming back to the question, meditate, shikantaza, just sit down, hold still, watch what moves. This is what I, I guess you could say promote. Say this is what you should do if you want to train your mind to see more clearly.
1: Go ahead. Back to Shodo's asking, fundamentally, is there any distinction between different types of suffering? Buy.
0: Well, there's a lot of difference uh between getting open heart surgery and stepping on a thumbtack a lot of difference I've done both but I'm I don't want to I don't want to make light of what it is you're looking at are you talking about psychological emotional anxiety suffering are you talking about a broken arm a toothache those are the the three types you know those already the pain of pain the pain of pain of uh, alternation and the pain of the composite are different ways of talking about suffering or pain (laughs) Is there something else?
1: Yu Hong Um i just wondering, like, when he asked a question, the the projection of we think the person suffering and the suffering in general, is there any difference between the projection we see the suffering and suffering in general, fundamentally? Uh,
0: what did she just ask me? Does anybody understand what she asked? No. Um, okay. Can you can you paraphrase? Uh, yes. Say that, in Mandarin, and then I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> can you say it in Mandarin?
1: Man, we all face <laughs> <laughs> So I want to know.
0: Yes. Want to know what?
1: is there any difference? I, I want to know, what is suffering?
0: Suffering, that's a, that's a good question. Suffering is wanting things to be other than they are. That's how it's, it's generated. If you can just receive the suffering, then it's just dependently risen. It's just the nature of being, as the Buddha said, uh, as, we, as far as we know, uh, life, being alive, which we all are, apparently, uh, is suffering. And he didn't say, it's kind of suffering, or it's a, when it's not pleasure, then it's suffering. He said it's suffering. Even pleasure is suffering. Everything is suffering unless you realize it. Then you'll continue to say, "Well, not exactly." And if you do that, then that's okay. Most of the world does that. But, but many people do, don't even suffer because they are so their particular karma, their particular uh, causes and conditions that brought them into this realm of the humans uh, is is so. Um, so strong that they're able to just not look at that area of the mind. They're able to just cover it up with stuff, with chemicals, drugs, uh, activities, tennis. If you're really good at ten- tennis and you beat everybody, then it might be a long time before you actually uh, suffer too much because you can always cover it up with how good you are. It's just a way of talking about it. It's nothing against tennis players.
1: Thank you, Baoying. One more question. When you mentioned that a teacher earlier um, who collapsed in Hong Kong, you said you met him in person?
0: Yes, I met I met His Holiness, the Karmapa. Yeah. Yes, I did. I met him.
1: Yeah, and my question is, when you say he's there open, what do you mean being open? Bowen.
0: He's just there in the room. He, even though he's a, he's a, he was a uh, 16th... Uh, a head you could say a spiritual guy a leader of the Kagyu lineage of tibetan buddhism the 16th in a long line of uh uh, incarnations of teachers the same uh, title not the same consciousness coming over and over and over and over again so he's just he's just in the room he's just present and uh it was noticeable as it was with Trungpa Rinpoche. and Rinpoche and, and other teachers. I'm not saying that, uh, take that away from anyone or say, there's just a few special people or something like that. So I'll take one more question from Mahesh, and then uh, unless somebody is just chomping at the bit, has to know what I would say about this or that, then we'll go elsewhere. Mahesh, make uh, it, Mahesh, make it, Mahesh, make it Mahesh, Make it simple, Mahesh. Don't get me wrapped up in some kind of philosophical speculation. Go ahead. Yeah,
3: Mahesh, Bawing. Mahesh, Bowing. So, what is the difference between uh, where you are at uh, and uh, Buddhahood?
0: Where, or, where I'm at. Yes, and, But same thing. It's with you. Where you're at and Buddhahood. Not, not, not different. Not separate. Uh,
3: especially, uh, especially because you're seen through the illusion of self and other. What is left between where you are and Buddhahood? Boeing.
0: Same thing with you. Same thing. There's no difference between me and you, other than I'm looking at it and you're covering it up. I'm looking at it and you're covering it up. It's not an accusation, it's one of those other Asians, observation. I can go on, I got a lot of Asians.
3: Uh, my Boeing. Since you're already looking at it, what else is left uh, between where you are at and Buddhahood? Boeing?
0: The same thing is with you. I mean, there's, there's nothing special to it. If it's special, if if you attain realization, and you think that's special, that is not realization. And uh, there is no attainment. That's why it's called attainment. That's why it's a spiritual path rather than a mundane path of getting a credential. So, yeah, this this. This is just a, a a symbol. It's a this up here. Like it says in the Zen tradition, going back hundreds of years, if you see the Buddha on the road, kill him. What does that mean? This is just an expedient means for for functioning as a teacher. If you see what this is, you don't know. You don't need this. You don't need anything. You really don't need anything. That doesn't mean you don't want things, but you don't need anything. There's no demand. But uh, if I if I start taking this, move the Buddha out of the room, and try to go out and sit on a on a trash can in the alleyway out there, and I'm going to start teaching the Buddha Dharma, which some teachers <laughs> work with it that way. Uh, they're probably just trying to be maybe look more humble or something. Or I don't I don't care how I look. That's why I shave all my hair off every day almost every day, it says the front and the back. So, but this is just something to refer to, that's something to refer to. The Buddha, the Dharma, thousands of years, and the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, the teacher, the teaching, the community, very important. But there's no difference, there's there's nothing to realize uh, from the point of view of the, the, the common understanding of understanding something you didn't understand before. It doesn't function that way. It's it's more about less and less cover-ups on top of what this is. Sometimes it's called a Buddha in the palm of your hand. Buddha's always been in the palm of your hand. You just cover it up. <clears throat> the true teacher is not covering that up, nor are they exposing it. There, there is no reference point there. They, that's why the true teacher doesn't know, uh, doesn't think about whether they're enlightened or not. That's, that's what students do. I wonder if he's enlightened. He seems to speak with a lot of authority. I wonder if he, where he gets that authority from. You can see it. I can see it. You can see it. We all can see it. So final question from the gentleman that wanted to know about taza. I uh, closed it down. Well, I bet he's offended. (laughs) Okay, I guess we can close then. Thank you so much for coming. Hi, my name is Shoka. I'm a monk at Sokokoji, where I'm committed to training my mind under the
3: guidance of my teacher, Sokuzan. We rely on your support for our programming, including a scholarship fund to cover living and tuition costs for those who are
0: practicing
1: full time at the monastery. Thank you for your generosity.